For the word of God, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. For the word of God is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest knife. Cutting deep into our innermost thoughts and desires it exposes us for what we really are the word of God is full of living power tell somebody the word of God is full of living power it is sharper than the sharpest knife how many of you have ever used a sharp knife before how many of you have been cut by a knife before? Now, all the ladies who don't cook, you've never been cut by a knife before. I remember when I was a child, my grandmother told me to kill a fowl. And here I am to assassinate a fowl, to murder the fowl for soup. And I used a knife. I was cutting the thing, it's not cutting. Then just cut small. Then the 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 fowl was struggling like that. Then my grandma gave me a knock. Said, Don't you know that the, the knife is blunt? So he said, Hold on. Then she brought a new knife she had bought from the market. Sharp. So she removed it from the you know, it normally has this paper something, remove it from the thing. Then I held the knife, I held the, 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 the head. And I did, like the same force I was using. The, the, the head went off and the knife cut me. So that's how a sharp knife is. Hallelujah. The Bible says that think about the sharpest knife in the world. The word of God is more sharper. Praise the Lord. And the word of God is full of living power. It's full of active power. See, the greatest weapon of God to change a man's life is his word. The greatest weapon of God, the greatest weapon for God to use to change a life is his word. Many times people seek to have encounters with God and what have you. All of that is powerful. But what really is able to change the life of a person is the word of God. When the word of God comes into the heart of a person, that person's life will be totally changed. Totally changed. It does not matter how the person was or who the person is. When the word of God settles in the heart of any individual, that person's life 
automatically will begin to change. And the change from the word of God is not from outside to inside. The change from the word of God begins from inside and it will affect the outside. Now that is why we all come together and when we come to church, what is the most thing we do? The word of God. You come to church, the word is preached to you. The word is preached. You go in and you go and you are told to study the Bible, to read the Bible. What that happens is that, what happens is that, that word is able to change your life. Because the Bible says, the word of God is sharper. And then the word of God is sharper than any sharpest knife you have ever come across. Then he says, and the word of God is full of living power. It is it's full of power that is alive. So, when God's word, listen, when God's word comes to a place, the power, the living power of God is at that place. So, it does not matter how your life has been. Praise the name of the Lord. Come on. It does not matter how your life has been. It does not matter the disappointment. It does not matter the delays. It does not even matter the whatever. The word of God has the power to bring a change. Are we together in this place? Come on, are we together in this place? The word of God has, it has the power to bring a change in the life of a man. Now, I believe that as we are seated here, almost everybody here, one way or the other, is seeking for something to change in his or her life. Praise the name of the Lord. A lot of us have battles that we can't explain. A lot of us have things in our lives we can't explain. A lot of us, listen, the Lord brought me this word that relax. The word has power. The word of God has power. See, the mistake a lot of, a lot of people have done is that they introduce Christians to men of God instead of the word of God. So, you will now think, oh, my pastor is powerful. No. The word of God is what brings the change. The word of God is what brings the results. The word of God is what brings that transformation that you are looking for. Praise the name of the Lord. Sometimes, maybe you are involved with something, you are involved with some people, you are doing things, and you are seeking for transformation. I brought you a word from the, from the Lord. Keep your heart on the word of God. See, don't seek to change. Just keep fellowshipping with the word of God. And as you give your heart to God's word, God's word is able to bring transformation in your heart. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's, let's go to First Peter. Let me show you something. Oh, glory to God. I said glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Say, I believe. Come on, say, I believe. Come on, I believe in the word of God. Come on, I believe in the word of God. Second Peter 1 19.
you will be blessed this morning. All right. Let's read it. He says, We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, let me read from. He says that in addition, we have a more reliable word and you will do well to pay attention to the word just as you will do to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. He says that when you take the word of God, what the word of God does is that the word of God begins to shine in your heart. When you give your heart to God's word, it is like a little lamp that you turn on in the night. And that lamp that you turn on in the night begins to shine brighter. It begins to shine brighter. It begins to shine brighter. And then your night will become like a day. No, maybe you didn't understand. So let me show you how, how it works like. So this is a guy who is confused in life. This is a lady who is confused in life. Nothing is working in your life. You, don't even, you can't even tell your left from your right. It's like the world and life has been awkward to you. Life has been bad to you. You have had all kinds of bad experiences in your life. And you don't even know how you are going to live your life. Praise the Lord. Then, somebody comes to you and preach the word of God to you. Somebody proclaims the word of God to you. Jesus Christ is Lord. He saves. Come to the Lord. It doesn't matter what you are going through. If any man be in Christ, a new creation. If thou shalt confess with the mouth, the Lord, the Lord Jesus shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now the person says all of that and then you, you decide to give it a try. Then he says, I want to be born again. Then you get born again. Then the person says, I want to invite you to our church. Come to our church so that you'll be receiving the word of God. He says, all right, I'm going to come to church. And then you step a foot in church. Then the word of God is being taught like I'm teaching. Then you, you see, ah, it's like somebody has told the pastor everything about me. Because everything he's saying, it's like, it's about my life. Then you want to come back again. Next week you come back again. Then they tell you another word. There's power in the Holy Ghost. And then you come again. There's power in the word of God. Then you begin to receive that word. When you go home, you begin to think about that thing. You begin to think about the word of God. Oh God, I heard in church that your word can change my life. I open my heart, Lord. Let your word keep on working. Let your word keep on working. You may even be seeing the same thing that you want to even change from. The same thing will be happening. But you see, as the things are happening, you are receiving the word. And as you are receiving the word, the Bible says this is what is happening. Your life is full of darkness. And then you came to church. And then you receive the word of God. See, that is why the word of God is the most important thing when we come together. Hallelujah. Because when we come to church, the most dominant thing is the word of God. So what happens? In the word, in, because it's the word of God, we put the word of God in singing. So whoever is coming to sing will not just come and sing any song that is called gospel. But it's coming to sing the word of God. 
Do you understand? So in the church, we have the word preached. We have the word sung. We have the word prayed. We have the word spoken. So, so testimonies were read of, of how lives are being transformed by the power of God. So if you're seated here, you heard that there was a lady whose child was at the hospital. And then the lady heard that during the worship journalism, I was declaring healing over the town. And the lady says that, God, if truly you have sent these people here, Father, my child that is at the hospital, heal that child. Then she believed for the child. And the next day, that was in the evening, the next morning, the lady gets a call that your son, that your child that has been admitted at the hospital miraculously is healed. So when you hear that, wow. So this particular ulcer that is inside me can just go like that. This problem they say is in my blood can just go like that. This thing they call sickle cell can just go like that at the word of God. Oh God, then I believe your word. Praise the name of the Lord. And then some will also come and sing the song, sing the word. They will sing, there's more than enough in your name. Hallelujah. There's more than enough in your name. So it means, oh, no matter what I lack, there's more than enough in the name. So the word of God will begin to change you. You begin to see life in a different direction. Hallelujah. It may not happen that day, but keep at the word of God. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I keep the word. Come on, take a witness. Look at the brothers and say, I keep the word. The word is working. So the same life that was full of alcohol, the same person that smokes, that drinks, that womanizes, his life is, is, just, is, is just tattered like that. Sometimes the person will even come to church feeling all dirty and guilty because as you are coming to church on Sunday, just this Saturday evening, you were having sex with somebody. And still somebody, you didn't want to come to church. And somebody walked into your house and said, if you don't go, I'm not leaving. Then they drag you to church. Whilst the worship is going on, you are feeling dirty. Whilst the preaching is going on, you are feeling dirty. You, you don't feel like you belong. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you, there's power in the word of God. As it enters your heart, a day is coming. And it is called the day, the day your night will become a day there is a day your night is becoming a day in the name of the lord jesus and you will be there and it looks like man dabahaya all the things that were binding you all the things that were binding you it, it's like it, it's like it, it's like a humanity it's like no this same thing that I couldn't the word of God has come and it's like no the desire is no more there glory I am free (laughs) 
sit down for two minutes. There are people genuinely they love God. But when they look at the things they do, the sins they commit, and all kinds of things, coming to church is they like God. But the problem is that they know that God is holy. So they don't want to be hypocrites. So they would rather stay off church. You will go and you want to bring them to church and they are running away. It's not all of them that are bad. There are some people deep inside their hearts, they love God. See, if you are like that here, I want to bring you a word. Keep coming to church. Keep receiving the word of God. Keep praying the word. Because the Bible says that there is this scenario where a person who lives in darkness the person sees the word receives the word and then the word will begin to grow the light of the word will begin to grow it will begin to grow it will begin to grow and then your night and your darkness becomes light now I'm talking to about 25 people in this room who are struggling with all kinds of things in the name of the Lord Jesus the word is growing the light of the word is growing in the name of the Lord Sabarabahaya Letobarabahaya Sedebekotaba Iparitaya Ilobos Tebeto Lado Biasto Shouted the word is working Like I just have some few people who believe this thing Shouted the word is working Said the light of the word is shining. Shout it, it is shining. It is shining. Sit down. So the word, like a light, begins to shine in your life. Then it gives you strength to walk out. It gives you strength to walk into your destiny. It gives you strength. Wisdom comes. Light comes. That's the word of God. Listen, back, back to Hebrews. Back to Hebrews. Back to Hebrews 4. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two your sword. Piercing even to dividing ascender of soul and spirit. And of the joint and marrow. And is a designer of thought and intent of the heart. I'm not going to explain that. But this same word is able to travel into the marrows of a person. It means that if you have anything in the blood, it goes in there. Anything in the bone, it goes in there. And the meat inside the bone, which is marrow, the word is able to go there. It means that the word, there is no limitation to how far the word of God can travel. Some of us, our emotions are not stable. So you are angry today, you are happy tomorrow. It's like all is well today, all is not well tomorrow. Listen, the word of God can enter into your emotions. And change things there. The word of God can enter into your desires. And cause a change. I believe in the word of God. Now that is why we constantly come to church. 
to receive the word of God. Don't be shy to be humble before the word of God. Because I can give you like just six months. If you can be consistent with the word of God, there is no change that can happen in your life. Praise the name of the Lord. Say everything is possible. Come on, say everything is possible. In that word, in that word, in that word, when your future looks dark, when it looks like, when you look at 10 years from now, you don't even see what is going to become of your life. You just live as long as it is day, you just live. There's no bright hopes for your tomorrow. And there are some people, they don't have a mother who will stand by them when there's a situation. No father to stand by them. No uncle to stand by them. No friend to stand by them. They're all alone in this life. Such a person. The word of God has what it takes to give you bright hopes for your tomorrow. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? So, you can look at the word of God and say, my life will not be a mess because of the word of God. The word of God has given me a promise that he that has started a good thing in me, he will not halt it. He will continue and bring it to pass. The word of God has given me a prophecy that he knows the thoughts and the plans he has for my life. They are not plans of evil. They are of good to bring me to an expected end. My God. So as I'm moving in life, I'm heading towards my expected end. It means that by the time you came to this world, God knows how your life will end. God knows it. Oh my God. And I so believe it's, 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 it's not part of it for me to die young. It's, it's not the will of God. It's not the plan of God for me to be broke in life. It's not the plan of God for me not to be able to fulfill my destiny. No. I fulfill destiny. I walk according to divine purpose. My life is a glorious one. I, I don't know about you, but shout it, my life is a glorious one. Listen, I want you to I want you to shout this prophecy to your soul right now. You are going to shout it. My future is great. Now, some of you didn't say that. Put your hand on your tummy and prophesy to yourself. Be your own prophet this afternoon. Shout it. My future is great. One more time. I want you to think about it and shout it. Say, my future is great. Now, I want you to say this. Say, no matter what I see, the word of God is sure over my life. I have a great future. I have a blessed future. I have a wonderful future. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Sit down. 
So the word of God is able to bring you to an expected end. That's why we go to church. Hallelujah. Of course, I mean, there are some churches you go to. Nobody has time for the word. No pastor has no time for the word. Pastor preaches 15 minutes. The rest that let's collect money. 2,000 people come here. 5,000 come here. 3,000. And the church service is turned into a market day. No. Over here. We inject you with the word of God. And we lead you to God's word. And the word of God will begin to work. And the word of God will begin to work. Hallelujah. The Bible says the kingdom of God is like a farmer who planted a seed in the ground. And he goes to sleep. And he comes. He says that the how the seed will grow, the farmer does not know. <laughs> he says the farmer does not know. And he says the seed is the word. So God says the work of me the pastor is to just plant the seed in your heart how the word is going to work i actually don't know but listen somebody came to this church and the person is not able to walk and i spoke the word of god and the person might even leave the church still not being able to walk but then the person goes and said that while i was on the bed in the evening i felt like something was running over my leg and i woke up in the morning and i started walking the how i don't know but i am telling you the word of god you come to church to hear it does not stay in the room it goes with you on your bed it is with you in the bus it is with you in the classroom it is with you the word is changing you hallelujah shouted I believe in the word sit down So when the word of God comes in, God has started his agenda in you. When the word of God comes into your heart, God has started his agenda in you. He is able, listen, my God, can I, can I talk for a little? Let's go to the book of Isaiah. I love God's word. Verse 10, 55, verse 10. He says, For as the rain comes down and snow from heaven, hallelujah, and returns not thither, but waters the earth, and make, it, and make it to bring forth and bar. That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. The word will not return unto me empty. But it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing, in the reason why I sent it.
He says this is how the word of God works. When water, when rain comes down, the rain will begin to work on the crops of the field. And then the crops of the field will begin to grow. He says that that is how the word of God works. The thing that when you come to church, the thing I preach to you, which is called the word of God, says that's how it works. How does it work? He says that God says, when I release my word, when I release a word over the life of somebody, the word will not come back to me empty. It means that the word will not come back and say, I couldn't do the job. My God. Has there been a word of God over your life? <laughs> My God. He says that that word, He says that that word, it will not come back, it will not go back to God and tell God that it couldn't happen. If God released a word, he says that, he says that is, the, that is how the word that goes out of my mouth, that's how it is. It will not come back to me without a testimony. So this is a brother or this is a sister whose life is totally messed up. Messed up totally. And then God releases a word. You are blessed. The sister is still the same. The sister does not look blessed. God says the word of God will not come and say, hey, no, sir, he couldn't be blessed. Uh uh. Uh uh. When God released a word, you may not even look like it. But the word will be able to cause a change in you for you to become like it. No, sit, sit down. Let me, let me just say this thing. One day, God walks into a man and told the man that I have made you the father of many nations. At the age of 70, 75, the word of God came to Abraham. I've made you a father of many nations. The Bible says that the word of God came to Abraham, and Abraham and the wife had never given birth. If you want somebody to become father of many children, do you use a barren person? It is only the word of God that can walk into the land of barrenness and still proclaim that you are a father of many generations. And then Abraham said, yes, sir. And Abraham is walking and is walking and is walking and is walking. For over 20 something years. Still, it looks like the matter is getting worse. Because you know, God came back to Abraham after 20 something years and said that you are going to give birth. The Bible says finally Abraham laughed and Sarah too laughed. 
how is it going to be? Sarah says, how is it going to be? That over 20 years ago, when you gave that prophecy, it could have worked because my husband was not impotent. Right now, my husband is impotent. He can't have sex again. I want you to know how bad the situation has become after you gave me the word. If you don't know, I want you to tell me. I want you to know that the day from the day you gave me the word, things have gone bad from bad to worse. So right now, my husband is impotent. And myself, I have passed. And right now, I don't even menstruate again. It is not possible to carry a seed. So, sir, if you can take that prophecy of my life and go and give to somebody. Because at that time, Sarah had gone to Abraham and said, listen, the prophecy is not working. So, go and sleep with Haggai and give birth. What you see, let us try and help God. Let us try and help the word of God. And God still maintained his school. After Ishmael was born, he still comes and says that the prophecy, the word of God, is on you, Sarah, and it is on you and Abraham, not on you and Haggai. I said that even if you are no more menstruating, even if your husband has become impotent, I am telling you, you will be a mother of many generations, and Abraham is going to be a father of many generations. I prophesy over your life. When the word of God came over your life. I don't even care if things have gone from bad to worse. The word works. The word of God is working over your life. In the name of Jesus. Sit down for a minute. By that example. It means that. God can carry a word of prosperity and drop it into the heart of a man who comes from a home of abject poverty and God will leave the word. Listen, when God gives you a word, he does not have to, the God does not have to leave his throne to follow you around. When he releases a word, he leaves the word with you because he knows that that word is him and that word has what it takes to bring you to an expected end so it does not matter maybe you come from a family of abject poverty you come from a family where your senior brothers alcoholic your junior brothers alcoholic one way or the other somebody met you preach the gospel to you and you are seated here today and it looks like in your family, there's nobody with any reputable glory. I've seen a family like that. Mother is a drunkard. Father is a drunkard. Brothers and everybody. You go to the house and you sense the hand of the devil. Like there is a curse over this family. Hallelujah. God can send a word into the heart of one person in that family. And listen, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. And this same person, his light will not be, it will be more than enough for him. 
now his light will begin to fall on his brothers it will fall on his cousins it will fall on his aunties it, and, and it goes like that and it goes like that and it goes like that I came to tell you the word help me about that the word works your life will not be the same I want you to believe this word my life will not be the same the word of God is working on me shouted people the word is working on me so step by step daily he's gracing me he's leading me and he's guiding me to know him and he's working me and he's working me telling me there's more than enough in my name there, there's more than enough I, I don't care what you are lacking there is more than enough Shout it, I believe the word. Shout it. I believe the word. Sit down for a minute. Oh man, time, time, time. Sit down for a minute. Just try and sit down. Try and sit down for two minutes. Rabbi, sit down. Sit down. Put, put, put your legs down. One day, I was in a very awkward situation. And I didn't know who to talk to. I was very sad. So, I was there and I received a call from my mother. My mother does not even notice the size of the church I'm running. She still thinks I'm meeting under a tree. So I went home. I went to my mom. Oh, my son, it's been a long time. So I just went there. So we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And something came up. And then he said, hmm. She was not, she was, she was just saying the thing in a funny way. As for you, <laughs> it's a serious matter. I remember when I took seed of you. I was around 40 something. My mom is like, I'm 29. My mother is like 70. When you subtract, it's like 40 something. Right? I want to just clear you. But you couldn't clear. And then he just said a thing like that. Then he said, the day I gave birth to you, my mom goes to New Apostolic Church. They don't believe in prophecy. They don't believe in all this Holy Ghost tongues and stuff. No, no, no. They are like Church of Christ and Jehovah Witness. So, there one who actually started the church is a German. White man. Solid white man. So that man had come to Ghana and was visiting the churches. And then the man was in our village. So he came there, I think on a Sunday. So my mom had given birth to me a day before. I was born on Saturday. So the Sunday my mom couldn't go to church. 
So after the man came and had the service with his translator and what have you, then they told the man, oh, we, if you have come, it's good. We have one of our, and my mom is committed to her church. Seriously, if you take her to assemblies, Pentecost, whatever, it's just a matter of one month, she'll go back. So very committed. So, oh, so there's one of the members who has given birth yesterday. So, also, oh, why not? Then the white man came to our house right in the village. I was giving birth to in the house, not in the hospital. And so they came, greeted my mother and what have you. Then the man came and little Sasu, I'm there. And I'm doing, you know, that, that, those kind of things. I was praying in tongues. And she said, the man said, put him, put him on my hands. So they put me on the man's hand. Now, this is a man who does not believe in prophecy. He does not prophesy. He doesn't believe in prophecy. They believe that those charismatic gifts, they were dead with the prophet, the, with the early apostles. So that's that. Now, he puts me on his hands. Then the man is holding me like that. Then the man lifts me up. And my mom is telling me this. At that time, she had told me already. She's told me before. She told my mother every time she would be telling me. But at that particular time, it meant, it meant the world to me. So he said, the man held you like that. He said, looking at you. Then the man started prophesying. Somebody who does not, the spirit of God overtakes him. Then he starts prophesying. This will be a light to nations. The, he said, the man, one day old, the man started giving all those prophecies. Then my mother told me, just like that. Then I told her that, I just want to go home. I've gotten some visitors. Oh, yeah, when you come here right now, you want to go, I say, I'll come back. Uh, from my mother's house to Bangalore, I was just in tears. And I'm just wiping. And I got to the room. And I started praying. Listen, this prophecy will never die. So, you see, that's why I say, take heed unto the prophecy. Because there are times that you can't even be explaining how your life is going. You, you can't explain. Like, the wheel is off your hand. You just don't know why. There, there, there can be a season in the life of a person. It's like everything is going bad. Don't kill yourself. He said, at that time, where everything is dark, take heed to the word. It means that a time can come in your life. Apart from the word of God, nothing can give you comfort. People you love will leave you. People you trust will betray you. People will talk about you. They will laugh with you. And all kinds of things. So, you don't, you may, you, nobody may even be available to talk to. But you know what's going to happen? The word of God. Father, you told me I'm blessed. The Bible says, and the Lord prospered Isaac. On a hard famine invaded land. I'm telling you somebody. The word of God will carry you through life. Amen. I said the word of God will carry you through life. Amen. The word of God will carry you through life. Amen. Maybe you have no mother. Maybe you have no father. Maybe you have nobody to, to, to guide and lead you. But the word of God will take you through life. Amen. Are you here with me? I said the word of God will take you through life. Amen. The word will give you strength. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now sit down. Let me end the message. The word of God 
has the power to change the unchangeable. Oh my God. The word of God. I believe the word. Let's go to Genesis. Let me just quickly do this in five minutes and then I'll pray with you. Genesis 25, 20. Hallelujah. So you know, that's what you hold on to. That's, that's what you hold on to. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the, the Syrian of Padanaram the sister to Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her and she said, if it be so, why am I thus? Hey. ready. But we don't have time. We have to close. The woman was barren now. Finally, she has conceived. And there's always struggle within. Ah, Jesus. Struggle within. Listen. This is somebody who is barren. Finally, they pray to God and God answers the prayer and God gives them what they are looking for. Inside the belly, then there's a struggle. There's a struggle. It's like after God answers my prayer, it's like the thing is killing me. It's like something is happening. It's like how is life? I mean, what is this? When he went to God, he asked, God, why am I like this? <laughs> what a question. Why is it that I, you know, how many of you have been in a situation and you are like, God, why me? Why am I like this? Why am I like this? Why are there things around me that are unexplainable? Why am I thus? Then look at what the Lord says. Next verse. And the Lord said unto her, it's because two nations are in your womb. Oh my God. The reason why you are going through all this kind of thing is because you, you don't carry two human beings. You carry two nations. Oh my goodness. So there are people that goes through inner turmoils. Sometimes they don't they don't even know themselves again. They can't believe themselves again. They don't even know what everything is about again. But God says relax. Relax. It's because 
there are two nations inside you. Can a man swallow a nation? He says, because there are two nations inside you. You are not going through that because God has forsaken you. You are not going through that because God is powerless. You are not going through that because God has forgotten you. You are going through that because the answer God gave you is too big and it has to affect the world. I prophesy over your life, huh? Your steps are ordered. The Lord has not forsaken you. I said, the Lord has not forsaken you. Kabaya, the Lord has not forsaken you. Shouted, I am a blessing. Now, now, contrary to what you may have thought about yourself, shouted, I am a blessing. Now, let's continue the reading. So, the two nations are inside you. Oh, man. I, it's, not, it's not Rebecca I want to talk about. I want to talk about Jacob. And two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. The one shall be stronger than the other. And the elder shall serve the younger. Next verse. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. I, if I get time. Twins in her womb. And the first came out red, all over like a hairy garment. And they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out. And his hand took hold of Esau's heel. And his name was called Jacob. So, the battle was from the womb. Are we together? The battle was from the womb. The, 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 the battle was from the womb. And when the woman gave birth, the younger brother was holding on to the heel. Where is your heel? Listen, give me your heel. So like, when the woman gave birth, like that. And when they saw that, they called his name Jacob. My. My. I, I, need, I need about four hours to explain what I just said. What did God say to Rebecca about Jacob? He will be greater than the elder brother. He'll be greater than the elder brother. The elder brother will serve him. That's God's word. So God said, That is that. My God. Are you ready? Hi, Jesus. But when she gave birth, the younger brother was holding the heel of the elder brother. And they saw that. And that informed the name Jacob. And the name Jacob means supplanter, a heel holder, one who will not allow somebody to progress. Was that the identity God gave to Jacob? No. By what they saw, they changed the identity of the young man.
God gave a prophecy. This one is great and shall be saved by the eldest brother. But they said, all right, you said that. But by what we are looking at, this one is not great. This one is a supplanter. We will call him supplanter because he was holding. How many people's identities have been changed because of what we saw them do? How many people's identity have been marred because of what we thought they were doing? He calls himself a Christian. He calls himself a pastor. He calls himself a singer. Oh no, that can't be. So we will not change. We will change the name from what God says he is to what he is not. God did not say Jacob is a supplanter. God said that. So in fact, how should they have interpreted the holding of the heel? The holding of the heel, the moment they saw that, Rebecca should have said, wow, God's word has come true. You didn't understand what, I, what I'm talking about. But Isaac changed the name and said, this is a supplanter. This is a trickster. This is a heel holder. The one who stops people from making progress. Have you ever been misrepresented before? Because of what you do, it so happens like that. And the name they called Jacob stayed on him. The power of that name stayed on him. But the word of God cannot be stopped. So brother comes in one day and says, can you give me something to eat? Jacob says, unless you sell me your birthright. where divine prophecy is battling with identity crisis I'm born to be a leader but there is an inner battle so I need it now you are to serve me but before you serve me I'm going to give you something what I'm going to give it to you, sell me your birthright. God never said Esau will sell his birthright to Jacob for Jacob to become great. But the name has been on him, the supplanter. The one who holds by the heel. And then there is a prophecy on him as the leader of his senior brother. So all these things are, com are coming together. All these things are coming together. Today, it's like I, I am supposed to be saved. Tomorrow, no. Let me do this thing. Pa, pa, pa. And he ended up taking the birthright of the brother and receiving all the blessings. Then he goes in. Goes out living his life. And he had to labor for years. His life is looking awkward. Let me not bore you with all those stories. Then one day, on his way back home, something happens. Let's go to 32. Chapter 32. 
24. And Jacob, there was a day when he was coming, a day in his life. I'll not bore you with the background. I'll not bore you with the background. Then the Bible says, and Jacob, the one they call supplanter, the one they call heel holder, the one they call he doesn't respect, the one whose life has been mad, the one who has been misrepresented, the one who is called a supplanter and all of that, there was a day in his life he was left alone. My God. Every loved one left him. You read up, he told the wife, go here. The wife was gone. Kids nowhere to, they're also somewhere. He was left alone. He was left alone. Then the Bible says, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. He fought with a man until the breaking of the day. Next verse. Now when he saw that he prevailed against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint and he wrestled with him. Next verse. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let you go except you bless me. Who said you should bless me? Say bless me. Bless me as a supplanter. Bless me as Jacob. Bless me as a supplanter. Bless me as a heel holder. Bless me as somebody who takes the progress of another man. Bless me. <laughs> then, then the Lord said, is that your name again? I'm not the only person who asks that. God to ask. He said, what's your name? What's your name? He says, what is your name? You want me to bless you? What is your name? And he said, no, 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 no. Next, no, go back. And he said, Jacob, what is your name? Jacob. What is your name? Jacob. I am the supplanter. Fight for what I desire. I will break into another man's territory to get my prophecy. I am strong. Bless me on that. Then God says, All right, what is your name? You say, I'm the supplanter, I'm Jacob. Listen. Now, 28. All of us, let's read it. He says, listen. Your name, your real name all these years shouldn't have been Jacob. You, you call yourself a supplanter? No. God will not change a name he inspires people to give. 
So if God is changing Jacob, he didn't know anything about it. Your real name all these years should be Israel. And you know what is the meaning of Israel? He will rule as God. Oh my God. That's why I said I need time for that. He says, no, you are not Jacob. You shall no more be called Jacob. That's not your identity. Your identity is let God have his way. Let God have his way. Don't try to let God's prophecy come by your strength. Let God have his way. Then, it says, because as a prince, you have power with God and men and you have prevailed. You did not break down. You have prevailed. The word of God that came to you even when you were in the womb. And all these years you've been living a life that does not conform to that word. Today, you have prevailed. Because a change has come. The word, this is what I want to say, the word that was given when the guy was in the womb could not be stopped. Regardless all the runabout in his life. It could not be changed. The same way if you are here under the sound of my voice. It does not matter the kev kevs in your life. Remember, at the point of seeing God, at the point of receiving his word, at the point of knowing him, his word comes alive. And transformation begins to happen. I want to pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that no matter what you will let God rule as God oh my God you will let him be God you will let him be God you will no more be the God of your life you will let him be God this morning I decide to let God be God no, 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 I'm not going to fight for anything. I'm not going to battle for anything. God is God. Let him reign as God. No, not by my strength. No, not by my power. Let him reign as God. Let him reign as God. Let him reign as God. I want you to lift up your hand as we are closing. You are going to pray a prayer lift your hand and pray this prayer from your heart pray it from your heart father this afternoon be God be God have your way in my life 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 I open my heart for the word of God let the word of God work in my life some of us we are even tired of life already but oh God to this this afternoon today let your word work let your word work open your mouth and begin to pray come on come on open your mouth open your mouth open your mouth
have your way father be God Lord reign as God Lord reign as God Lord reign as God Lord reign as God Lord oh Radha Bashanda Bahaya that every word over my life will come to pass I believe in the power of your word 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 in the name of the Lord Jesus I will love regardless I will bless regardless I will walk with you regardless in the name of the Lord Sada Bahaya, oh Reko Sotalabaya, Ibarado Setete Bahaya, oh Rapaya, revelation of you, 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 in the name of the Lord Jesus, oh Radadabasata Baba Bahaya, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. your word work in the name of Jesus maybe you are here you feel like your life the glory of your life has been covered the word of God is a restorer the word of God will restore you in the name of Jesus as you are giving your heart to the word as you are giving your mind to the word you are coming back on track you are coming back on track you are coming back on track in the name of Jesus you may have been written off by family by friends by dear ones and whatever but in the name of Jesus the word is restoring the word is walking with you and the word is building you in the name of the Lord Jesus Now open your mouth, begin to bless God. Bless the name of the Lord. Oh, I'm going to pray and love you, Lord. Forever and ever, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I have in me the birth. 